Hey guys, welcome to the Fit Dad Lifestyle Podcast Season 2. There is a moment in every dad's life where you want to become the strongest version of yourself. You want to become better. You want to rise up and you want to be successful and the perfect role model to your kids. So what is the Fit Dad Lifestyle? It's about being that role model, that leader, that example that your kids need to follow. It's about family. It's about trying new things. It's about fitness, laughter, full of smiles, and it's here to inspire you so that you can inspire your family. Enjoy season two. We've got some amazing guests on board. Everything fitness, fatherhood, and success. Here's the episode, guys. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to episode 89 of the Fit Dad Lifestyle Podcast. So today, we're lucky enough to have Dr. Dan Pronk. So Dan is a former Australian Special Forces soldier and doctor, father, author, and entrepreneur. So mate, welcome to the podcast. Thank you kindly. It's, it's awesome to be here. Cheers. Mate, can you tell the audience a little bit more um, about yourself and how many kids you've got? Yeah, for sure. So as you mentioned, background was with the army. So uh, when I was pretty junior in my army career and, and just before I, I got into the special forces side of things, my wife and I had our first son. So he's now 13. And then as we went along, we, we had another two children. So during the time that I was with the army, had another two sons. So three young boys. So age 13, nine and seven. And so it was just after the, the birth of my third son that I uh, left the, the military and, and sort of have moved on from there. Yeah, fantastic, mate. And mate, how has your um, approach to fatherhood changed from having your first son whilst you were in the military to you know, having your third once you had left? Yeah, significantly. I, I think, and it's, it's a real eye-opener and a real recalibration of your priorities. I think any parent will tell you the same thing. You can, you can uh, imagine what it might be like to have a child, but until they, the little people enter your lives, you really don't know that. On reflection, I was very invested in my army role and I was very keen on heading into the, the, the special forces side of things. And so looking back at, at the time when we had our first son, I, I, I had that other professional uh, really, you know, significant professional goals there. And so I, I look back and, and I think that there probably wasn't the balance that there should have been. Uh, and, you know, whether, whether or not I regret that, I'm not sure. But I needed to, to do that or to at least attempt to do that professionally so that I would not die wondering as to whether I could have or not. But, um, you know, I, I, do, I do feel that I made the right choice after the birth of our third son to move away from the military and, and really rebalance my life but and, and certainly as things went along with my military role and and uh and the seeing the, the strain of the the life at home that my wife was raising the young kids and while i was away and and then also the other side of it that really did factor in was was sadly as we went along we we lost members of our, our task group and friends of mine with kids and and so i guess the full gravity of what i was doing and the risk that I was not only personally taking on, but the risk to my family of the, the job I was doing was started to, to weigh into that decision. And so it became a, a relatively easy decision to make to, to leave that line of work uh, after the birth of my third son. Yeah, I can imagine that, you know, and I've spent quite a bit of time away uh, from the family as well and in different roles. And um, yeah, when you know you've got the kids, um, 
at home, it, it changes things significantly, and especially in the high threat environments that you would have been operating in and alongside all the boys. That, you know, I, I can imagine that that would play on your mind, you know, even though when you're over there, you, you have to try and be all present in the moment, especially in that situation, and you know, try not to think about what's happening at, at home because I think that's when things can you know, come unstuck overseas uh, when you're on that deployment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, you, you know, you, exactly as you allude to, it's not, this isn't unique to those military environments. There's a, a lot of out of necessity, people doing fly in, fly out roles. And even those parents in the, the modern day and age that, that are at home and, and living and working, you know, coming and going from the home, just out of necessity, working very long hours and missing that time from the family. So it's, it's, it's really, I think, common and all too common in a, a busy contemporary work life uh, balance or, or lack thereof to, to just have that time away from family. It's a terribly hard thing to, to manage and a real challenge for a lot of people. Yeah, 100%. And mate, with the, um, obviously the strong structure and st strong discipline in the military that we all go through, is that something you've carried through to your own um, personal life once you've, once you've left and um, carried through with the, the kids and their nightly routine and stuff like that as well? Oh, to some degree. I mean, I, I certainly don't want to impose any of that rigid military <laughs> discipline on the kids. That, that's never the intent. And to be honest, uh, I guess the, uh, one, <laughs> one of the benefits of, of special forces is a lot of that, well, not uh, uh, the, that, that peripheral kind of uh, rigid discipline that is enforced in the broader military. Some of that falls away just out of a, a functional requirement. Uh, so, you know, but, but yeah, those core fundamental those core fundamental values that makes the military what it is i think are important and particularly for young men uh and and women i mean i don't have experience there so i can't talk firsthand to it but yeah certainly uh, there is a degree of that that discipline and and i, I grew up in an army family so i, I guess from a a um a nurture perspective as a kid I, I grew up with that background of military discipline it wasn't rigid by any stretch but it was it was with hindsight present in the way my father parented my brother and I and and then you you, you, you just absorb that don't you and I guess you parent the best role model you have as a parent is is your your parents so uh, some of that but but I like to think that I remain mindful and aware and and not overly imposing any of that or onto my kids, allowing them the freedom to, to be who they want to be. But yeah, sure. I mean, there, there is a, my wife and I are very good and my wife probably more so than I in setting clear boundaries and being, yeah. being rigid in enforcing those boundaries, just with the, the, the best of intent to try and, and just bring up kids that know where they can and can't push the boundaries. Yeah. I, I like that. And I, I think, I think having those clear defined boundaries is, is paramount. Um, in any uh, parenting journey, I guess, you know, for both mothers and fathers. Mate, how has um, your fitness changed since, you know, the demands of such a physical job uh, on the inside compared to what it is now? And is, is there anything that you, you know, your kids or your oldest kids are a little bit older now that they start joining in with those different activities outside uh, that you might be involved in? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was very easy to stay fit in the military role. We, we had a lot of time allocated every day at work to train that was part of the the beast and and that was great so it was it was easy in that context when i moved out of the military what i found was i, I needed to adjust some of that and i needed to uh, 
you couldn't just find that time around a, a civilian job to, to train as much. I didn't need to be as fit. I wanted to stay fit, but there wasn't a, a job requirement. And also, as I've aged, I'm 43 now, I, I can't do what I used to do. I used to love running long distances and, and that sort of stuff. And now from a, a time perspective and also because uh, my body's starting to, to uh, you know, <laughs> age a little bit, bit of wear and tear, I've got a, a disc that I've blown in my spine. And so there's a few bits and pieces that have meant that I've needed to, to change all that. So I still very much enjoy a, a physical routine, but it's, it's much more age appropriate and job appropriate. You know, there's no need for me to lug around a 40 kilo backpack these days. And, and so that's, and my, my body doesn't accept that any longer. But so I've moved into, and the other thing is I've, I've tried to uh, have routines, particularly with young kids that I could do in the house so while the kids were sleeping when i say in the house i mean i've got a, a lifting platform in my shed so i can throw around some olympic weights which means that i, I can be in my shed either with the kids in the shed with me playing on the, the nintendo or you know throwing around a few weights with me which they do the eldest has started to get into some weights yeah. my middle guy is a keen cross-country runner so we go running uh, they they've all got bikes so, you know the eldest two have got mountain bikes so we can go mountain biking together so there's been a great uh, ability to just just morph that into family friendly physical activities so some gentle running some mountain biking with the kids a little bit of weights that we can do together and then on the stuff that I'm doing by myself it's it's become more home based so I can I can be here I'm not disappearing on a bike to go for a ride for 6 hours or a, you know an hour and a half run or anything like that uh, but and also more designed that there's a lot of yoga in there now lots more stretching than I used to once do. And, and, and a lot of that was forced uh, on the, uh, having a, a spinal disc rupture in the last couple of years. So, so just rehabilitating that has allowed me access to the, the yoga and the stretching and stuff that I, I probably neglected in my military time. Yeah, mate, I can, I can agree with you there with the neglecting and the, the yoga and mobility and stuff. And I've actually found a couple of great apps uh, during the pandemic and, uh, you know, just all the training at home. Uh, I think it was GoWod for the mobility and then Glow for the yoga. And right. um, been absolutely amazing. I've, I've been through plenty over the years. And um, yeah, so if you haven't seen them, I'd highly recommend checking them out. And um, yeah, some very, very well-structured uh, routines and completely based on the testing that you do at the start of um, you know, your initial sign-up phase, I guess. So, Sounds excellent, mate. Yeah, I've been, I've been uh, down dog is my go-to app of choice for yoga, but I'm sure there's plenty. But yeah, yeah. very much enjoy it. Mate, if you could go back 13 years ago, and I know times have changed considerably, you know, compared to, you know, profession back then and where you are now, what would you tell yourself, on, um, you know, as a first-time father 13 years ago with what you know to be true today? It's, it's a great question. And I, I look back and it's, I suppose it's a normal part of human nature to reflect and, and think about how you might have done things differently. But I think it's a, it's a bit false in that you, you, everyone's doing the best they can at the time. And so it's beating ourselves up or, or, or what have you for something we did or didn't do at the time. The, uh, I look back and, and if I have any regrets at that time, uh, with hindsight, it's that I just wasn't present you know in, in terms of I wasn't physically present or if I was there I was I was I was so focused on this this dream of, of joining special operations and and then once that was achieved deploying with special operations and you can make a strong argument that my priorities were all wrong uh, which I 
but now that I'm at the other end of that pipeline, I, I can look back and say, you know what, that, that was great. It was professionally very rewarding. I achieved most of what I wanted to achieve. And, and I can be content that I, when that window was open, I, I managed to professionally do what I wanted. I know it put a lot of stress and strain on my wife and, and it came at the cost of me missing big chunks of my kids' uh, very early years. But I now have got that out of my system and have moved on and, and now have a very family-friendly job. And so I sort of look at the, the overall picture as that was one where I, I was, you know, in effect taking money out of the bank from a family perspective and now I'm, I'm, I'm paying it back and, and very much swinging the balance back towards family. So I don't know that I'd do anything different. I think if I hadn't have pursued my military ambitions at that stage, because of family reasons, I'd look back and, and I'd have regret that I didn't. I'd, I'd yeah. wonder what if, and if my wife had of, you know, and she didn't for a second, but if she had pressured me not to, there might be resentment there, which there's not. So, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I don't know that I'd, I'd do anything different with hindsight. It's, it's played out, uh, touch wood, really well for me. I've been very uh, privileged and fortunate to, to have that run. Yeah, mate. And, and regret's one of those things that is sometimes more haunting than, you know, the actual experience that you, you've at the time um, of, you know, putting yourself first. And, um, you know, it's something that we see in, in our community of fathers from around the world that, you know, regret is very real and, you know, people not taking that job or not taking that opportunity or doing this, that or whatever, um, you know, haunts them worse than you know, a lot of other things. I agree. And, and you look at the ability to be the person you are is, is made up of all those experiences. And, and if you can manage to balance it as I was able to do for the simple fact that my wife was such a, a strong woman uh, raising the kids and, and was so tolerant of my need to do what I needed to do professionally. So, I mean, she is the, the, the reason why I could achieve any of what I did plain and simple and still have a family unit. But I think that having having been allowed to go and pursue my professional ambitions at that time has now made me a far more content person. And and I think that then also plays into, and like I said, there is zero resentment. There is nothing but absolute gratitude and, and a feeling of it being indebted to my wife, which now allows me to parent from this perspective of being there, done that militarily. Now let's move on to this and let's do everything I can to repay uh, my wife. Uh, for, for what she did over that period of time while I was somewhat selfishly pursuing my uh, professional ambitions. Yeah, mate. And you had the book, Not Your Average 70 Kilo Dickhead, which is motivational lessons from ex-Special Forces doctor. Can you tell the audience who you know might not have read it already a little bit more about that, that they can go <laughs> grab a copy and have a seat? It's actually average 70 kilo dickhead. Average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, which is, it's, it's tongue in cheek and the, the, uh, story behind that title is in the, the first chapter of the book, but it's, it's basically the, what I was trying to pick out there. I, I did write a, a much longer book, a full length book that was that outlined my uh, journey, if you like, I don't like that term, but a, a period of time leading up to joining the army, joining special forces, having some experiences with them over a, a few rotations overseas. And the, as it turned out, that book, it was 130,000 odd words, but it was just not appropriate for publication. There was some stuff in there that, that really was uh, a little too sensitive to, to publish. And, and the, what I tried to do with Average 70 Kilo Dickhead was just pull a few key lessons learned out of my time, which in, in a manner that, that the stories are, 
uh, non-controversial from a, a military perspective, they're not sensitive, but just trying to capture a few bits and pieces that, that I learned along the way from what was some fairly, uh, really unique experiences yeah. and, and put some great perspective on my life. And then just try and convey that in a short format to, to get out there for anyone who might want to have a bit of a read and, and get a, a little bit of an insight and a, a maybe a view from a different perspective. Yeah, nice. And mate, you involved with TACMED Australia and also I've been following your coffee cannon now for a couple of years as well. How's that traveling? Is that all coming along still? But yeah, they both are. I mean, TACMED has just gone from strength to strength and, and I can't take much credit for that at all. Uh, Jeremy Holder, the bloke who founded that company has really been the driving force and that's been a, a privilege to be able to have engaged and, and bought into and, and be a, a part of that, that growth and that exciting uh, movement there, which is, is, uh, is, is just growing exponentially. And it, it's, it's, it's a fantastic way for me to stay engaged in that tactical medical world that I love. And also to uh, use a, a few of the, the business uh, skills and principles that I, I picked up. Um, I, I did an MBA when I left the army. And so okay. I've, I've got a, a bit of a business education. So it's good to be able to practically apply some of that. And then the, the coffee cannon was just a bit of a passion project really. And, and, a more of a see if we can and, and take this this slightly left of centre thought and just bring it into reality and then see if we can we can market it. So that's currently actually in the process we're building the moulds for mass production of that. And so the first production run will be out before the end of the year. So no, that's been been good fun, good side project. Yeah, fantastic, mate. And mate. What advice would you have for fathers out there in regards to achieving success with their own health and fitness, you know, fatherhood or their own entrepreneurial journey? Look, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's tough to find balance, but I think balance is key. I think patience, being kind to yourself, I think being forgiving to yourself, we all beat ourselves up that we're not doing more. Uh, but I think that the main principle that has worked for me across my, my whole life and, and any venture that I've had a go at and particularly the ones that have, have gone well for me has just been that that persistence. I mean, it's, it's not sexy, it's not shiny and there's lots of ups and downs, but just keeping at things, you know, setting a goal, uh, not getting too frustrated when it's not this, this straight rise from setting goal to goal achievement. And, and, but with the, uh, trying to, to something that I've really, uh, I guess struggled with a little bit over the years, but, but eventually, in, in the last couple of years found a bit more, more balance to is, is that being kind to yourself, being mindful, being present and, and having the investment in family, but also taking that time for yourself. And it, it feels selfish, but I think it's important to be a, a uh, you know, cause if you're not feeling good within yourself, you're not looking after yourself, then, uh, then you're not going to be as good a parent, but, but just trying to, to be a bit more mindful, being present when you are with your family and not distracted has been something that I've worked a lot on in the last couple of years. And, and just being kinder to myself and not holding myself to the same physical standards that I did 10 years ago, because I don't need to and it's impractical. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I've sort of circled around your answer there and probably haven't really answered the question. But um, I think ultimately just that, that ability to age gracefully physically do more age appropriate physical training which may not be as intense to to look hard at 
at um, your goals and if there's important ones pursue them but then if there's others that like like from my perspective with physical fitness I've needed to ratchet that down because I, I don't need to pursue that and the cost of pursuing that uh, takes me away from my family or is is too much of a cost on my body these days so it's just that recalibration age appropriately reinvestment where it was missing in the past which was family and and not missing that window while the, the kids are still young enough to still think dad's cool because, uh, you know, it won't be long before it's drop me at the corner, I'll walk from here type thing. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm cherishing that while it's still there with my kids. Yeah, mate, I, I completely agree with what you said about putting yourself first and, you know, finding that balance and being present in the moment. And, and it's like that old, I think it's the airplane analogy of put your mask on first before you, you yeah. know, help others. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of dads, you know, feel like they have to, go and do absolutely everything and the world's on their shoulders and you know they might be able to do it for the first couple of years or the first you know five years but there's going to get to a stage where you know you're not going to be able to put everyone first because you've actually you, you know whether it's through work whether it's through your you know unhealthy living or whatever the case may be you've just completely exhausted every avenue to you know come back from so i think just you know putting yourself first and it doesn't have to be much i think you know 15 minutes a day you know, just cleaning up the diet and having sort of an 80-20 approach rather than the full, you know, hardcore eight-week sort of transformation, I think is, you know, very minimal in, in the grand scheme of things, but can allow that to travel through for the full 18 years of bringing up the kids before they, you know, eventually leave home. Yeah, agree completely. And I, I, I think there's, and I've felt it myself, I think we all do, there's probably a degree of guilt and, and probably mums are, uh, are much more... Uh, have this feeling than, than dads, but it's across the board that if you're not putting the kids first, or if you, you know, you, you feel selfish if you are just doing something for yourself, but exactly as you say, if you're not looking after your own uh, well-being, physical and mental, then, then you're not going to be the, the parent you can be. So I think you can, you can justify it that way to some degree, obviously there's got to be that balance. It can't be all, all about yourself, yeah. not the family, but it needs to be somewhat about yourself because if you're not, looking after yourself, then you're not going to be the, the optimal person there for your, for your, your wife, your significant other, your, and your kids. So yeah, tough balance, but, but yeah, there needs to be some prioritization, I think of your own welfare somewhere in the mix. Yeah, mate, hundred percent. And mate, where can people find you online and what do you have coming up personally that people might be able to get involved in, uh, in the near future? Look, I, I, Instagram's probably where I'm most active online. I, that's, that's another area where I've, I've in the past, over-invested across multiple social media platforms and just found it was, it was taking too much time. So I've, I do a bit on Instagram uh, and that, that'd be the best place to engage if anyone wants to, to find me. And, and in terms of stuff that's coming up, the, I've actually... Uh, we're, we, my brother, who's a, an ex-SAS uh, uh, commanding officer, actually, he ended up the CO at the regiment. He's out now. And a, another uh, ex-SAS uh, officer by the name of Tim Curtis. So the pair of them have got a podcast uh, called The Unforgiving 60. Uh, and so I've teamed up with them and we've, we've just recently got ourselves a book deal to write a book on resilience. Yep. And so we're finishing up the first draft of that and that will be out mid next year. So in terms of that's, that's for me, been a, the, the current project and a really exciting one and I think a very interesting topic and hopefully we've got something useful to add to the discussion around resilience at a time where the, you know, the world is really uh, 
requiring it with everything that's going on. Yeah, mate. Well, that'd be exciting. And um, once you, you have a bit more indication on when that's coming out, make sure you share it with me and I'll put it out there to the community and let everyone know. So Really appreciate it. Mate, I highly appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on the Fit That Lifestyle podcast today and um, you enjoy the weekend with the family and we'll speak to you very soon. It's an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate the invite and thank you for your time. No worries, mate. Thank you. All right.